Welcome to the Eerie First Podcast, the weekly message series featuring Pastor Nicole Schreiber. We're in the middle of a series that we call Prayer That Works. Pastor Nicole is helping us better understand that a powerful prayer life isn't meant to be hard or complicated. But at the same time, it's not spiritual small talk either with a casual friend. As we've been saying here, prayer is a sincere, personal communication between you and the God who made you. Last week, Pastor Nicole shared a powerful message on praying in the spirit, or what's sometimes called speaking in tongues. Today, we're going to look at a particular spiritual discipline that when combined with prayer, offers powerful insight into the heart of God. So let's get started today and continue to discover prayer that works. things with earth will fade away. The prayer grasps eternity. But I'm convinced of this, God does not hear prayer. He hears desperate prayer. Prayer is not a position, whether you need. Prayer is not a position, it's a disposition. You get to the place where you'd rather sweat, you'd rather weep in his presence than laugh in anybody else's presence. Rather God whisper a speaking into your heart that breaks you. And somebody give you the prizes that all the world covets. Prayer is almost the greatest human privilege that we have. All right, we are continuing our series today called Prayer That Works. Uh, We're three weeks deep into talking about communicating with God through prayer. And for this series, we have provided for you a tool called a prayer journal. If you brought it, would you just wave it at me up here? All right. All right. If you didn't, that's okay. You can use anything. Today, we're going to have some time to interact with these. You can use the prayer card in the pew in front of you. If you're a phone person, you want to type things out. Um, But we're going to have a little time to use that. Actually, ask Pastor Andy to stay up here. He didn't forget to leave the stage. So don't worry. (laughs) Some of you are like, go, go now. Uh, He's going to help me out today as we respond. So appreciate him. Uh, So you can take notes in your journal uh, from this series. You can create prayer lists and thankful lists. You can write out prayers to God, and it will serve as a reminder of God's faithfulness to you. Um, So today, we're going to be talking about bolstering our prayer life with fasting. And we have a few extra things happening this week to help you with this spiritual exercise. Um, First, every day, we will post a video devotional uh, from a pastor via Facebook or Instagram. I'll also email you the links if you're like, hey, I don't do either of those things. Uh, So watch for those. Some of you might be like, I do all of those things too much. That's why I'll be fasting them this week. So we will email you the links to not tempt you in your fast. Um, And then this Friday night, uh, the 28th of January, we are having a prayer and worship night at the summit at seven o'clock. We're joining together with New Beginnings Church in Fairview. Uh, Matt and Jen Friend are great friends of ours, and uh, our our churches really have the same heart. And so we're going to be, some some from their church, some from our church, we're going to get together. Uh, God loves unity, right? And so it's going to be fire. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Come, get into God's presence. Uh, We'll be hungry together, okay? Uh, Hear God's heart, and let's do that. The fast, um, as a reminder, starts tomorrow. So we're going to banquet today for Kingdom Builders, and then we're going to start tomorrow, and then we'll uh, plan to break it next Sunday after church. Deal? All right, so I want to start in a passage today. We're going to talk all about fasting today uh, from Matthew 6. It's probably the most well-known passage 
in the scripture about fasting, and it says this, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So let me just talk a little bit about fasting. It, it was a very normal part of the culture in this passage. In fact, um, everyone was expected to fast at least once a year on the Day of Atonement. So no matter who you were, whether you went to the temple or synagogue or not, um, this was a day that everyone uh, was commanded to fast, to humble themselves uh, before God and to, um, you know, ask him for, for his favor and his faithfulness. And also the Pharisees fat, regularly fasted twice a week. So Jesus is not trying to sell his followers on whether they should fast or not. Okay, so this, this pep talk in Matthew 6 is not Jesus saying to us, uh, you should fast. This is Jesus is assuming that if you are a Christ follower, you are fasting. This was a regular spiritual discipline in the life of Christians. And I want to encourage you today. I want to exhort you today uh, that if you are a believer in Jesus, that fasting should be a regular practice in your spiritual life. Now, together we're going to do it about twice a year. We do it as a church, and I pray that that's a jump start, but that it's a reminder to you that it is something that we should do on the regular as we are believers in Christ. Okay, now you might be like, well, uh, what is fasting exactly? The simplest definition of fasting is to voluntarily go without something. Okay, to voluntarily go without something. Now, sometimes um, people go without food for personal health or uh, dietary reasons or to give blood. You know, have you ever had, like, you have to go get blood work and so you can't eat for, like, the 24 hours before, which I think is always the worst because it's combining your fear of no donuts with your fear of a needle, you know, right? Like, all I want to do when I get a needle in my arm is have a donut and I can't. And so, um, but anyway, that is, those are, that's fasting for your physical health. And that's it, that fasting is good for you physically. Um, however, the type of fasting that we're talking about is not just for physical health. Fasting is this act in which we deliberately and voluntarily deny self out of reverent fear of God. So is it good for you physically? Yes, but that's not the point of this kind of fasting. We're fasting for the good of our spirit, right? To make us less and God's voice louder. Our voice smaller and God's voice louder. Um, I said it this way a few months ago, but I want to remind us today, I love this. Fasting is when we say no so we can say yes better. We say no so we can say yes better better, right? We say no to the cravings of the flesh for a period of time in order that our spirits can say yes. We say no uh, so that we can say yes to something better that God wants for us. We say no sometimes so we can say yes to God faster, more confidently, and quicker. And so fasting is when we say no so we can say yes better. All right? So you can fast, um, just a real practical tip, you can fast from food, drinks, uh, certain kinds of foods. Uh, maybe you would say, I'm not going to do meat or I'm not going to do sugar. Uh, certain types of entertainment. Uh, maybe you're a TV watcher or maybe, uh, like I said, a social media person, uh, a hobby. Anything that consumes time in your life, maybe it's video games. Anything that you do uh, that consumes time. And the idea is to give something up that is meaningful to you. Okay, so uh, not a good idea would be like, I'm going to fast doing the dishes. Okay, not helpful. That's just, that's, you get the reward for that, okay? I'm going to fast 
Brussels sprouts. Okay, that's just like a relief. So you have to pick something that you're going to miss the presence of this thing in your life. And the lack of it then reminds you, oh, I'm supposed to be connecting with Jesus, right? Jesus is my source. He's my provider. I'm hungry. I better pray. Instead of I'm hungry, I better eat. You see what I mean? So that's really the idea of fasting. Now, let me comment about this um, as we go on. This passage also says, do it in secret. And I think sometimes people get a little tripped up about this one, fast in secret. Now, we're having a corporate fast, okay, right, all of us. So don't worry if others in our church family know you're fasting. The motive of this scripture, why he says do it in secret, is because you're not supposed to fast to impress others or draw attention to yourself for engaging in the fast. Like, look at me, I'm more spiritual or more special because I'm fasting. Okay, listen, we're all fasting. No one's impressed with you, okay? Like, we're doing it, we're all doing it. And so for you to say to someone, it's okay if others in your small group or at church know that you're fasting. In fact, I encourage you to at least have someone that you're accountable with um, if I don't tell anybody that I'm giving up Diet Coke, then I can go to lunch with you and get my Diet Coke. <laughs> but if I tell you, then you're going to say, hey, Nicole, um, you remember? Uh, yeah, you know, like this is what we're doing. And so when he says don't do it in secret, what that more means is don't draw attention to yourself in a way that makes you feel important that you're doing this. It, it, that's what it more means, not that no one else can know. All right? So the part of the passage that I want to center in on today is verse 16. And this verse tells us that there are rewards for fasting. In fact, it says, um, if, you, uh, if you brag about your fast, you've already got your reward. Uh, but it says that if you do these things, if you wash your face, put oil, on your, uh, put oil on your head and wash your face, that you will get a reward. So what this means is God is a rewarder of people, that he loves to bless you. He loves to bless me. And fasting might initially feel like God is taking something away from us or asking us to enjoy less or indulge less. But the purpose of fasting actually is it creates a way for God to give to us. Like, like it allows an opportunity for God to give to us. Fasting positions us to receive blessings from God. That's actually the point of fasting, is that it allows us to be in a position where we can receive a blessing from God. And position is important. Position is important. It's important in a lot of things in life. Um, in December, the entire staff went to Quaker Steak and Lube and we had lunch and we did some axe throwing. Anyone ever tried your hand at some axe throwing? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. All right, I actually brought a prop today. You're going to wish I didn't have to hear this story, but okay, I brought my, I brought my axe. Here it is. So um, here's one snapshot of our experience. Andy's a little <laughs> angry in that picture. Um, also, I think I have a picture of Allison getting a hundred bulls. Oh, there it is. There, give her a little love. Okay. Now we had a little friendly competition and the best axe thrower on our staff might actually surprise you. It's none other than Jason Bennett, the man upstairs. Give him some applause. All right, so why it should scare you that I'm holding this up here today is um, I was uh, absolutely the last place. I was absolutely the worst axe thrower 
and the whole thing. And I said to uh, my team this morning, I said, what, like, what if they don't laugh at that? And Quint's like, well, throw it. They'll start screaming. <laughs> so I won't. Here, I'll just give it back, actually. But I was, I was 100% the worst um, of the whole thing. The instructor even came. They taught you how to use the axe. They gave you safety precautions. And they showed us how to hold it, how to grip it, uh, how to properly swing it over your shoulder. It's actually a little trickier than at least meets the eye. And I, uh, in fact, I got the axe on the board one, one time. One time I got that axe to stick on the board. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was like some pity clapping there. But, um, but it was only because uh, some of the team taught me how to position my hand and my arm and how I would throw it over my shoulder, how to properly swing it for it to hit the target and stick. And here's my point. Position is important. <laughs> Position is important. It's important in axe throwing, clearly. And it's also important because it, what it reminds me of today is there are rewards from God for us, but we have to position ourselves carefully to receive them. Fasting is one way to do that. So today we're going to get in position. Sound good? All right. So let's look at a few rewards that the Father wants to bless us with when we take the position of fasting. Uh, this is in no way a comprehensive list. Okay, so these are just a few things that I wanted to share today. The first is fasting brings breakthrough. Fasting brings breakthrough. When we pray and fast, we position ourselves for a breakthrough. Now, I think it's really helpful to understand what are we breaking through? Here's the thing. Let me, let's just be real today. That word is kind of a churchy word, right? It's, it's a pretty exciting churchy word. Like, like I like it. You know, it's, a, it's, it's really awesome to sing it and to pray it. But what does it mean? Like supernaturally, what does breakthrough mean? Well, let me start with what we're actually breaking through. And that's what we would call a stronghold. Now, a stronghold is a collection of ideas that are in agreement with the enemy's lies and accusations against the truth of God. That's what a stronghold is. And so strongholds are lies about God, about who he is and what he says he will do. Now, I believe there are, there are strongholds in our minds that we don't even know we have. Anybody agree? There are things that we don't even know that we're believing that are untrue, that are actually affecting what we believe about God, how we act in our relationships. But then there are some strongholds that the Holy Spirit shows us that they're there. And these are lies about who we are in Christ and how he sees us. And here's the thing about strongholds. When we receive and believe the lie, it blinds our heart. And then the lie we believe gets bigger and taller and harder. And the longer you have a stronghold in your life, the harder and stronger and taller it is. You've probably met someone uh, in your life before that has a, a blind spot is kind of how we call it in the, in the you know, kind of worldly vernacular. And you think, how in the world could they not know that they're like that? Anyone ever meet someone like that? Well, that's a stronghold that's been ignored for so long. It's so big and so tall that they're so comfortable with it in there. They don't even know that it's actually there. So let me tell you what 1 Corinthians 10, 4 says, that the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to, say those last two words with me, demolish strongholds. So what does fasting do? Well, fasting and praying says that we are going to change our thinking from deception to the truth, to reveal where we are in agreement with the lie and break that tie so that we can then be in agreement with the truth. 
And wait, we dismantle or break through those strongholds by agreeing with God in prayer, using the scripture to pray God's will. And we break those strongholds by renouncing the enemy's lies and acting in truth. And so a breakthrough is when a stronghold is defeated or overturned and you finally know the truth. It's when that lie is defeated and you finally know the truth. In the book of Micah, chapter two, it records uh, Micah. He's telling the people about God and his judgment and his salvation. And he says, look, we are a rebellious people that deserve punishment, but God has a plan for redemption. God has a plan for breakthrough. And this is what's going to happen. And in this passage, we see God is the breaker, the king, the Lord, in all capital letters. And he does what only he can do. And he does what he does best. He saves, rescues, delivers, and breaks through. And I want to show you Micah Chapter 2, verse 13, it says, the one, he's talking about Jesus here prophetically, the one who breaks open the way will go up before them and they will break through the gate and go out and their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. And so what this is describing is a breakthrough. We see here what happens when God tears down a stronghold, the God of the breakthrough, he comes against the stronghold like a dam breaking open. It's not a trickle out of your kitchen sink, okay? It's like this. It's like a dam breaking open. When God goes forth as the breaker, he, he, he breaks loose. He bursts out the restraints. He not only destroys the enemy, but he sweeps the enemy away. All of the articles that belong to the enemy are carried away. And in breakthrough, it's often miraculous. It's oftentimes it's sudden and it solves a problem or a situation that you could never have fixed in your own strength. So do you need a breakthrough today? Is there something, is there a stronghold in your life? Is there a a lie that you've been believing? Do you need a breakthrough? Because breakthrough is a reward of fasting. So here's what we're gonna do just for two minutes. I just want you to to think about that question. Do I need a breakthrough? What strongholds in my life do I want God to desperately break through? And as as Pastor Andy just sings over us and and as we listen to the the music here, would you just have a moment with the Lord and say, Lord, where do I need a breakthrough for? When I fast next week, where do you want to break down this stronghold? So just go ahead and reflect on that. You can use your journal. You can just sit quietly or write something down.
let's talk about the second reward is fasting opens locked doors. Fasting opens locked doors. You know, when we pray and fast, God opens doors for us. And I think one of the biggest mistakes we often make is knocking down and prying open doors in our life. Just smile at me right now if you're like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I'm not gonna raise my hand, but (laughs) but this is my normal experience. We see a relationship we want and we just try to go after it without consulting God. We notice a business opportunity or a financial gain and we figure, well, we can leverage it on our own. We're, we're offered a leadership position and we jump in on it without even asking permission from the Father. And Jesus shows us a door and then we often say, thanks God, I'll take it from here. I'll take it from here. And we pry it open. We find every key. We knock down that door. We, we, we sometimes hurt ourselves or others in the process. And, and God is saying, listen, I want to show you the door. And then I want you to trust me enough that I'll open it for you. He, he wants us to rely on him so deeply, so dependently, that we wait until he unlocks and opens the door. I think of a guy named Nehemiah in the Bible. Nehemiah sees the city of Jerusalem defenseless against enemy attacks. Its walls are are broken and in shambles. And several years earlier, Ezra, another uh, man in the Bible, attempted to rebuild the walls, but King Artaxerxes issued a decree to stop the project. And so now Nehemiah is serving as the cupbearer to that same king who had stopped the project. And so we see in Nehemiah 1, Uh, that Nehemiah is given a report that the walls are broken down, the gates have been burned, the people are without protection. And Nehemiah is just so upset with this report because Jerusalem was where the temple was. And the temple is where people met and worshiped and encountered God. And so Nehemiah is feeling like not only are these people uh, unprotected, but so is the temple. And and the temple represents God and he loves God. And and, and he's just so broken about it. And, And I love as we watch Nehemiah, but he doesn't just rush out and grab his tools and start arbitrarily rebuilding the wall. Like, I got a couple bricks here. I'll go, I'll get, I'll get all the people I need. I'll do it. He doesn't pack his suitcase and show up in Jerusalem unprepared and declare that he's gonna fix the problem. He doesn't jump ahead of God. In Nehemiah chapter one, verse four, it says, when I heard these things, I sat down and I wept. For some days I mourned and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. Nehemiah didn't kick down the door. He fasted, he asked God to open the door for him. And the rest of the book of Nehemiah is an account of how he overcame one obstacle after another, one locked door after the next locked door after the next locked door, and he did it from his knees. He didn't do it by networking. He didn't do it by uh, figuring out the the best, most possible plan. He went to the king, King King Artaxerxes, who who had already said, I'm not gonna rebuild this wall. He has supernatural favor. And the king gives Nehemiah the money the people and the authority, everything he needs and says, yeah, go rebuild that wall. And Nehemiah persists and the wall was completed in 52 days. There were walls that for for many, many years, many, many people tried to rebuild them and couldn't accomplish it. And he fasted and he prayed and he waited for God to open all of the doors. And God was faithful to do that. And so here's just the next two minutes I wanna take this morning is do you have what feels like a locked door in your life? Do you have a situation that feels like you can see the door, you want to go through it, or, or you, you believe you're supposed to be there, but it's a locked door? 
You can't pay for it. You don't know anybody there. You can't, you can't find a way around it. Do you have a locked door in your life? Because if you do, fasting opens locked doors. Fasting opens locked doors. So let's just take a minute and just pray and think and reflect. Lord, are there locked doors in my life? And maybe the Lord will just give you something specific like that to fast for next week. So go ahead and just communicate with Jesus for these next couple of minutes as we uh, just sit in his presence. fasting is, uh, and the last one I'm going to do this morning is fasting gives spiritual sight. So in Daniel 10, uh, 12 through 14, it gives us this brief glimpse of actually what's happening in the spirit realm when we're praying. Uh, if you remember, Daniel had been praying, partially fasting for 21 days to gain greater insight into the revelations he had received from God. And for 21 days, he was not hearing much. He was uh, fasting, but he wasn't seeing a lot of results. In fact, he felt a little lost, a little forgotten. And then an angel finally shows up with an answer to his prayers. And the messenger said, he says, listen, I've been trying to get to you, Daniel, for 21 days, but I have been detained by the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now we know this is in reference uh, to a demonic force. And, and the, the angel actually says, the chief angel Michael had to come and free me because I was on my way to help you. And I wanna read to you from Daniel 10, 12 through 14, it says this, uh, then he, the angel continued, don't be afraid, Daniel, because since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Oh man, there's a treasure in verse 12. Did you hear it? 
Since when? Since what day? The first day. The first day. Daniel didn't see the results. He didn't see what was happening. He thought, man, I'm fasting, I'm praying. Nothing seems to be changing. And the angel says, listen, don't be confused. (laughs) Don't be discouraged because from the first day, from the very first day that you started your fast, from the very first day you set your mind to gain understanding, your words were heard, your prayers were heard. And we might not always see the way God is working things out, but we can be assured, God gave us a little glimpse into the spiritual realm in this moment that he is working from the first day. And so tomorrow's the first day. And I want you to know by the end of Monday, when you go to bed at night, you may not have the unlocked door or the breakthrough that you're praying for, but I want you to know for 100% sure that God will have heard you tomorrow on your first day. Yeah, you can give God thanks for that. He's the God of the first day. Some breakthroughs are achieved quickly. Others require long, persevering endurance. We don't see everything that's going on in the spiritual world to be able to explain that. We don't know all that's happening behind the scenes, but this is what we do know. God hears us on the first day, on the first day. So if you feel like you're waiting, maybe you feel like you're confused or nothing seems to be changing, maybe you would say, you know what, I'm stuck. Like, I feel stuck. Fasting gives spiritual sight. Now, these are just a few rewards of fasting. Fasting brings breakthrough. Fasting opens locked doors. Fasting gives spiritual sight. Listen, fasting positions us to receive blessings from God. That's why we we are to do it, because it allows us to be in a position to receive blessings from God. And so this week, the challenge is to eliminate something to make more space to pray to give something up, to deny self, to make God a priority? And will you put yourself in a position to receive more from God? So would you stand? We're just gonna close like this. I'm gonna ask Pastor Andy just to sing uh, just a few more minutes here, just rest in God's presence and just ask him right now, God, what is it you want me to give up? (laughs) Probably the first thing you think of is what it is, even if you start negotiating with yourself. What do you mean that? (laughs) And and where do you need a breakthrough? Where do you... um, where do you have a locked door? And where do you need spiritual sight? Just yesterday, I was um, uh, parenting and my, my middle daughter was like melting down about something so silly. And I said to the Lord, show me what's happening here. Show me what's happening here. Because it wasn't, it wasn't about the yellow blanket versus the blue blanket. <laughs> there was something that was inside of her. And so show me what's happening here. God, you need spiritual sight for just about everything that you do all week long, whether it's extraordinary or ordinary. And so let's just pray right now. Just ask the Lord for those answers. I believe he's gonna answer you today and put us in a position to start our fast tomorrow and just receive blessings from God. And I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the
want more of you. We want to be in a place of breakthrough. We pray you would break down all the strongholds that we have, Lord God, the ones we know of, the ones we don't, the ones that we've nursed or carried with us for many, many years, Lord God. We pray that you would break through, that you would change circumstances just just in, in spaces and places we never thought we would see a change, Lord God. We pray for new opportunities, new seasons of ministry. Lord God, would you show us the doors and would you unlock them so we can walk through them with confidence that it is the, the plan for our lives, that it's the will that you want us to go. And Lord, would you give us more spiritual insight? We commit our lives to you, God. We commit this fast to you. We pray for those in this room that maybe have never fasted. I pray you would give them incredible spiritual insight this week, a way that they could become closer to God, that they would end this week in such a different position, full of your blessings and your favor, Lord God. We, we stand before you. You can have our hearts, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We want everything you have for us. And so God, together, we just commit to you uh, to, to give up, to put aside our flesh, to say no so we can say yes better. And God, it's in your strong name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Erie First Podcast. Please give us a rating on your podcast app, subscribe so you never miss a message, and share it with your friends. You can follow Erie First on Facebook or Instagram, or visit eriefirst.org for all our latest news, announcements, and information. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.